G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you know, the biggest issue this week is the idea that in Victoria, prayer is being criminalised. And it may be that into the new year, before there's an upper house vote that really makes it all law, but challenging things have been debated this week in the Victorian Parliament. And there must be all sorts of dimensions that Christians around the whole nation of Australia must be asking about what's going on in Victoria. Where are the voices of the church leaders? What's happened to the conservative side of politics when it comes to such a dreadful bill that will criminalise even Christian prayer in Australia? Well, let's get some thoughts today from Christian cultural commentator Bill Muhlenberg back with us. Hello, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Bill, uh, people can hardly believe that this sort of thing is happening in the parliaments of Australia. And uh, that shouldn't be surprised that there is something like that because Victoria has been leading the way in all sorts of very left-wing, very challenging legislation. What are your thoughts of the things that have been developing through this week? Yes, well, that's right. Uh, Victoria under Labor, Dan Andrews hate to say it if you're a Labour fan, but uh, this has been probably the most anti-Christian, most radical, really most socialist government in all of Australia. It's just one thing after another, whether safe schools or euthanasia, abortion, uh, just pushing radical, radical left agendas. Of course, we even spent last week the whole segment talking about this very bill, but sadly, Some new developments we've seen this week in the press, uh, including, I think, the Courier-Mail, Herald Sun. Uh, As you say, uh, not just uh, politicians, but church folks who are evidently quite divided on this. I mean, it shouldn't be, certainly for anyone calling themselves Christians, but these articles this week in the paper said that there's, you know, various Christian leaders, so-called, whether pastors and others, who are actually supporting this really radical, dangerous bill of Dan Andrews. And, of course, uh, just as bad, some in the so-called conservative political parties seem to be on board with Dan Andrews as well. So we've got a double set of divisions here taking place, Christian against Christian, conservative against conservative. And uh, in fact, one of the um, uh, leading Christian uh, conservatives that had been a leader in the Liberal Party was being told she should get out of the party by another current Liberal uh, MP. So there's uh, fighting within the ranks here in the Victorian Libs and uh, Yeah, it's a worry when you seem to have compromise on both fronts in conservative political parties and in the Christian churches. So, uh, wow, where do you go from here? (laughs) Well, let's talk about these two dimensions because 
as you say, some churches have been split. Let's assume that's a minority of churches, but they certainly will uh, be heard uh, far and wide. And you also identify the Liberal Party, the conservative side of politics that you might anticipate would have a ideal of freedom. And that's what's being undermined here with this new bill. But let's start with the churches, Bill Muhlenberg. Uh, and there will be some who will be thinking, well, you know, I might side with those minority of churches that are taking the sides and uh, criminalising Christian prayer. It seems yeah. to be untenable, but what are your thoughts for the fact that some Christians will think that that's a normal and good response to a bill like this? Yeah, well, a couple of things come to mind straight away. Of course, the Bible and church history does make it plain that there is such a thing as apostasy. (laughs) There are such things as false shepherds, false prophets. Uh, Jesus warned, the disciples warned that, uh, you know, watch out, take care of your flock. Wolves will come in, you know, they won't spare the sheep. So that's your bigger picture uh, assessment of this. Uh, And yeah, as you say, probably in a minority, although if you look at kind of the mainstream or mainline denominations, they often tend to be both theologically and politically liberal. But uh, in the paper, newspaper accounts this week, they had a couple of uh, so-called uh, Baptist pastors here in Victoria. Uh, in theory, Baptists are supposed to be a bit more conservative, but obviously these two were not. And they were, yes, I mean, those opposed to the bill slamming Christians who are concerned about it, saying, oh, people are going to be harmed if we allow them to get this kind of therapy and the whole discussion, for those not aware, this bill would criminalize anyone offering help. The most simple kind, counsel, discussion, prayer for a same-sex attracted person who's not happy with his condition, wants to get just a bit of discussion, a bit of counsel, maybe some prayer. If uh, this bill goes through, those people struggling with those unwanted attractions will be denied any help they can get. And worse yet, as we said last week, a person who does offer counsel, could be a pastor, a counselor, it could be you or me, could be somebody somebody simply reading from uh, the Bible. Uh, they could get up to 10 years in jail and $10,000 in fines for simply praying or giving counsel to the person asking for help. So this is how bad it is, and yet we've got some of these so-called Christian leaders here in Victoria saying, oh, this is a terrific bill, and, uh, you know, people are harming Uh, those who actually want to change. It's a funny thing. We can have transgender. Boys can think they're girls and vice versa. That's fine. But if somebody is unhappy with the same-sex attraction, that is not fine for him to consider getting help. Of course, everybody loses with a bill like this. The church loses because it's under threat of litigation for very significant things like prayer. Christians, any Christian is under threat then. Women 
are the losers, children are the losers, and yep. the LGBT community are the losers because if someone wants help, they won't be able to seek help at all from anyone in church. This idea of weaponizing laws, Bill, mm. this is such a significant thing. What the Andrews government appears to be doing is weaponizing the LGBT community to use laws specifically targeted against Christians. And uh, it's uh, crazy that no one seems to be able to see through that. Hmm. Yeah, well, there are one at least set of winners in all this. Obviously, the radical homosexual activists themselves who do and always have said they want to get rid of all opposition. I mean, this is really the end game. All critics, all resistance to the radical homosexual agenda, they want to see that completely silenced. And of course, the other big winner is a radical left-wing cultural Marxist, whether they happen to be the premier of Victoria or Labour Party mates, uh, these guys will win because they've made it clear over the years they really do not like Christians. They don't like conservatives. They, too, want to see all of us completely silenced, completely shut down, never again to be able to raise any concerns or express any doubts about these radical agendas. So, yes, while most of us are the big losers, sadly, in any war, there will be a few winners as well. So you've got a divided church and you've got a conservative side of politics in Victoria (laughs) that either doesn't have the courage or is ignorant about what is going on. And some will be saying, whatever happened to those Christian-based political parties that used to speak up on these issues and have a voice in parliaments around Australia. What happened to them, Bill, and is there any chance that there's something that might be revived there? Yeah, well, it's exactly at times like this where all those old questions keep re-arising every time we get a real disappointing result and a party or a politician that we expected better of, these kind of questions arise once again. And again, for me, I'm not sure which is worse, uh, a compromised and uh, carnal uh, set of church leaders or a compromised and uh, weak-willed set of political conservatives, or at least they're supposed to be conservatives. That's what the liberals had been known for. But sadly, uh, in so many places, they no longer are. I mean, you got at least three legs to much of these conservative parties, the Libs and Nats. You want small government, you want free market, and you want various conservative values. Uh, lately, it seems, you know, except for the free market ideals, they've really given up on the other two. Certainly, big government will expand a whole lot more when you have the right of the state to Uh, investigate and punish even home Bible study groups that might pray for somebody in this regard. And obviously the moral social concerns, well, a lot of uh, Liberal Party MPs are not, well, they're not really conservatives at all. They might be libertarian in some ways. So yeah, it's at these kind of times that you start asking, well, where do we go? What do we do? Should we think of starting a new party. And of course, I've been involved in this kind of stuff for 30 years now. Just about every time there's a a move along this uh, path, uh, I'll get involved and be in discussions. So I've seen so many come and go. 
some of the older, long-standing ones did a huge amount of good, if you know your history, out of the ALP, of course, in the 50s. The DLP was birthed uh, kind of a a resistance to the communism that was uh, making moves in the labor parties. It had a good 30-year run at least, and it did a lot of good. One thinks of more recent, uh, you know, things like Cory Bernardi, Australian conservatives, sadly, uh, what, that lasted two, three years, and now they're no more. Same with a number of other parties, family first. So, in fact, I, I keep getting people, Bill, can we talk about forming a new party? And I, I feel like, well, you know, we've been there. We've done that. Uh, sure, we can keep talking, keep thinking. But uh, we've had so many of these already, and so many of them seem to have come to nothing. Either they've disbanded already or they never really had much of an electoral impact. But, yeah, we got to keep asking, what do you do? Do you stay in a party like the liberals, keep fighting, hope they go back to their original base and calling? Or do you pull out and do something new? It's a perennial question, and a lot of people are kind of concerned about, you know, just what can we do in this regard? Well, we'll often say we'll go on our knees in prayer, and beyond that, someone has to take some level of action, uh, taking out steps of faith. These laws are coming. It's not speculation. It's reality. In 2021, the year that LGBT activists will be weaponized to attack anything that looks heteronormative. That means the church teaching on male and female. Significant year ahead next year, Bill Muhlenberg. And I just want to point listeners to some of the latest articles you've been writing. You've been keeping abreast of developments as they've been unfolding. Let me point listeners to BillMuhlenberg.com. Check out some of the articles that Bill Muhlenberg has been writing about, whether it's about churches being divided or being weak-willed, or whether it's conservative politicians who are afraid to stand up against something that is so... Uh, dreadful as a bill like this one. So BillMuhlenberg.com or simply Google Culture Watch, one word. Bill Muhlenberg, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Always a pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.